But today we're going to go a little bit more into this kind of how we can be more grateful. And we'll talk also a little bit more about the why and kind of the reasoning for us to be a little more grateful. How many of you guys have heard of the saying uh, to count your blessings or to count one's blessings? Uh, It's a pretty well-known phrase or terminology that has been used or thrown around everywhere. Um, But it's also, you know, there's songs that talk about it. I think there's a hymn as well. Uh, I don't know if it's in the Adventist hymn, though, but there's there's a hymn. Um, But what does this mean? I asked this question last night in our Vespers to uh, the youth, um, but, you know, we could take it literally, right? We could say it's counting the number of times you have had blessed or you've been blessed or had some kind of blessing, right? We can count, you know, our fingers and our toes, um, but uh, whether it's figuratively or literally, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite sayings, actually, uh, to give to people in response when they, like, ask how I'm doing, right? If I hadn't seen someone in a long time, they're like, hey, like, Pastor Taylor, like, how have you been? I'm usually like, yeah, I've been great, you know, like, uh, you're just counting my blessings, you know? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. And actually, it's funny because when I first heard it, I thought that was the weirdest thing. Like, why would people count your blessing? Like, what's the point of that? Right. Um, But basically, there was a phase in my life uh, a few years back where literally that was like my favorite thing to say. Uh, There are many other favorite things that I like to say, and uh, you'll discover more of that later. Uh, But I really had to think about it Uh, when I first heard that. And then when I started to use it, I really started to think about what it actually meant. Uh, So what it means, and this is kind of my interpretation and my understanding of it, it is uh, to count your blessing means you have to stop You have to reflect and you have to think about all the good things in your life. You see, when we learn to count our blessings, when we have to stop, reflect and think about the good things going on in life, the whole idea of counting our blessings is so that we can bring out this this emotion or this response of gratitude. Now, if you really think about it, and the more I thought about it, Don't you think like gratitude and thankfulness is a pretty natural response in general, right? Like, for example, okay, how many times when like you go shopping or something and let's say you're short like a dollar or short a dollar or two when it comes to, um, you know, your groceries or whatever it is, right? And the person behind you comes up and says, hey, like, let me pay for you. Let me cover your two dollars. Let me cover that one or two dollars you're missing, right? Has that ever happened to anyone or do people not do that anymore? There was a time before, um, I think it was like the early 2000s or the 2010s, uh, where there was this thing where people would like pay it forward. I, I'm sure people still do it now, but I remember there was a time when it was like absolutely like everyone was like paying it forward. So like you would go to the drive-through of your favorite like fast food restaurant or wherever it was, and you would like you know so you would find out that you get to the pull, you pull up and you're about to pay for your order, and they'd be like, oh, the person in front of you paid for your order, and you're just like, oh. That's so sweet, right? And you're just like, wow, I'm so thankful. And then what do you do? You're just like, well, like I have this money, so let me pay for the person behind me. And then it's just like this chain of people just paying for each other's meal and people being thankful and expressing their gratitude in, 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 in sharing or paying for somebody else's meal or whatever it may be, right? Do, have you guys ever experienced that? Or has anyone done that for you? Or have you done that before, right? But... 
the point is, is like when great things like this happen to us, when something of this nature happens to you or to me, uh, we all think like we grow up with these banners, right? We, we, we're taught how to be thankful. And so we respond, right? And we're just like, yeah, like thanks so much. And it becomes such a meaningful experience that it makes our day. It changes the way that we go around and we do things. Okay. So it's so natural. And I think it's so automatic for many of us that that I find it very interesting that uh, sometimes this 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 thankfulness doesn't necessarily translate uh, to us in light of our relationship with God. Sorry, one second. I have my cat stepping all over my computer, and that's gonna do bad things. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> okay. So, um, as I was saying. Uh, yeah, so I think this this response and this reaction that we usually have when it comes to gratitude and thanksgiving, I sometimes feel like we don't translate this in light of our relationship with God. Think about it, okay? You know, I really believe, like, this past week as I was thinking and putting this sermon together, that if we can actually really learn how to translate this ideal of thankfulness in our everyday life to our relationship with God. I can't imagine how incredibly different, how incredibly radically beautiful our walk with God could look like. And then in, in light of how radically different that, that, that relationship between me and God could become, I can't imagine how beautiful that would translate into the way that we simply live our lives, Right. That if we can take this very natural, automatic, you know, this, this thing that has been so, 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 so second nature to us in saying thank you or please and these manners that we use with each other. If we could translate that to an automatic gratitude and thank you to God, like how beautiful could that transform your life, your relationship with him and then your relationship with others? You see, when you look through the Bible, uh, there are many different themes. And one of those big themes is also this ideal of thanksgiving, right? We talk about it a lot, right? We pull out stories of people being thankful in the Bible. uh, And there's so much that we can pull apart. But one of the people in the Bible that really knows how to express gratitude and thanksgiving very well is the psalmist, David, right? He really understood this reality. And I feel like he really understood the power of thankfulness and of gratitude. And so if you look through the book of Psalms, you'll see that there are so many different expressions that David makes about gratitude. And there's so many beautiful ones. Uh, Last night, one of the uh, kids, uh, Abby and Laura, I believe, shared that one of their favorite memory verses was Psalms 106. Like, look at this. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord or fully declare His praise, right? And there's many more. I'm not going to bore you with reading through each of these different Psalms that talk about Thanksgiving and talk about gratitude and giving thanks. But, But I want you to notice when you look at the Psalms, when you look at King David expressing himself and expressing his gratitude, you'll notice that there are a lot of similar words being thrown around, uh, in light of thankfulness. So actually the Hebrew word, as you see right here, uh, for you Hebrew scholars, yada, okay, uh, is the Hebrew word for being thankful, but it's also, uh, used as giving praise and also in some instances, 
confession. And I think this translation is actually really interesting. And the reason why is because it's used very interchangeably throughout the Psalms about this ideal of praise and this ideal of being thankful and giving thanks, right? And I think it like makes sense because if you think about it, we usually praise or we usually give praise to those that we are thankful for, right? Think about the way that you give thanks to people. Okay, we don't just say, oh, thank you to nothing. Right. We don't just like look like if someone does something good for me, I'm not going to look outside the window and be like, oh, thank you. Right. Like, no, we say thank you to the person that did that deed or that act for you. Okay. Um, And so I actually did a word search on Yada to see how many times this actually shows up in the book of Psalms. And we find it 64 times. Right. So in 64 different verses or different instances, King David uses this word of praise and thanksgiving interchangeably, right? Psalm 6, Psalm 7, Psalms 9, Psalms 100, 111, 106, right? Psalms 28, okay? Uh, And there's so many different examples of how he expresses this gratitude. But I want to specifically take a look at one of the instances here in Psalms 105. And let's look at verse 1 to 4. It says, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among uh, the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his name, holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength and seek his face always. I want you to notice something uh, here that David does in the Psalms. David is giving God praise, but he's also giving God thanks, right? But what he's doing here, if you look at verse 1, what does he do? Okay. Make known among the nations what he has done. Okay. What David is doing here is he's reflecting. He's telling people to reflect on what God has done. Okay. In other words, what David is doing is he's doing this thing called counting your blessings, right? That's the kind of thing that he's doing right now. And if you continue to read through this psalm, you'll see, right? He, he continues that theme. He says, remember the wonders, right? Remember his covenant. Remember when God did this, when God did that. Remember how God remembers you, right? So he, he, he pulls out this, this remember, 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 this count your blessing theme over and over again. And it's not just here. In the other psalms as well, we see that. But you'll notice that when people reflect... On God and what he has done. They attribute power. They attribute holiness, glory, and splendor to his name. God's perfections and mighty acts are so closely related that there cannot be any separation between praise and thanksgiving. You see, when we are giving God thanks, we are in essence praising God for who he is. Let me share you an example, actually. Have you guys watched, you guys, I think most of you guys have watched Toy Story 2, right? Uh, but if you're familiar with the, the movie of Toy Story, uh, I definitely uh, used to really like watching Toy Story as a kid. But in Toy Story 2 specifically, there's this trio of these little green a- aliens. Like, I think they have like three eyes. I, I don't remember. But um, there's this trio of alien toys, and they're saved from death by Mr. Potato Head, Okay. 
Uh, and then throughout the movie, you see these random scenes of them like confessing, right? And constantly, and almost to like this very creepy extent, they go to Mr. Potato Head and, and they express their gratitude. But they say, you have saved our lives. We are eternally grateful, okay? Uh, are you guys familiar with that scene, those scenes, right? Okay. Uh, but see, this is the point. This is the point in, in showing that example, okay? For us, by learning to intentionally reflect and importantly, remember who God is and what God has done for us, we can experience authentic gratitude. And just like in Toy Story 2, where these aliens are following around Mr. Potato Head, right? they remember what he did for them, so they continuously express their gratitude, their gratefulness, Okay? And in the same way, we can learn to intentionally reflect and remember the things that God has done, remember who God is and what God will do. And when we do that, we can learn how to be authentically grateful. You see, when we look at the Old Testament, and I want you to think about this as well, when we think about the Israelites specifically, okay, it's interesting to track their journey, right, from the beginning to the end of all the things that they went through, right? We see everything that they do, and we see how God leads them in so many crazy ways, right? So many miracles, so many God-in-the-moment kind of things. But then we see them fall into a lot of different things as well, right? We see them go into idolatry. We see their complaints and their anger towards God and to Moses, right? And we see these very interesting responses. And when we look at even, you know, the prophet, the times of the prophets, right? We see that these people fall into sin like no other, right? They're so addicted to, to, to falling apart and just like forgetting who God is. The reality is, okay, when we look at the Israelite people, it's because they forgot what God had done, that they fell down this very rocky path, okay? Look at the book of Deuteronomy, okay? Moses emphasizes very heavily towards the end of his life uh, the importance of remembrance and, and not forgetting what God had done for the Israelites. Look at Deuteronomy 4 verse 9. It says, only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Okay, look at Deuteronomy 8 verse 2. It says, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years. Ah, very interesting, okay? I think we can learn a very important lesson from Moses and the Israelites because Moses understood this concept very clearly, okay? And that for the people of Israel, they needed to intentionally take the time to remember, and in doing so, they would be filled with gratitude. They would be filled with thankfulness. And in turn, that would lead them to react and giving God praise, and then that, in turn, would strengthen their relationship with God and ultimately with others. So in short, the equation that I want you to remember looks like this. When we learn to remember, we have gratitude. And when we have gratitude, we have praise. And when we praise, we can build a stronger relationship with God and ultimately with others. And if any one of these is removed especially when it comes to this ideal of thankfulness okay, and gratitude. If we lose this, we are more likely to wander away from God 
Because the reality is, we will forget all the things that He has done for us. You see, church, I want to challenge you guys today to take the time to intentionally ponder upon and reflect on the things that God has been doing for you. And you see, it can start with the very small things, right? The minor things. You could be like, oh, wow, like the sunset was really beautiful. I was very impressed by that. Or remember a prayer, like a prayer that God had answered for you. Or maybe it could be just really big and radical things that happened in your life. Maybe it could be, you know, God gave me hope when I was lost or when I was wandering. Or God found me in my brokenness. Or God showed me this, this radical love that transformed my life, right? But then there's another thing that I want to challenge you guys to do. And this is something that, you know, this could be another sermon series in itself. But, but I want to challenge you to maybe even start memorizing scripture. What better way for us to remember and reflect the things that God has done for us when it comes to memorizing scripture? Okay? Because when we memorize these things, when we write these words down in our hearts and our minds, we are constantly reminded of the things that God has done for us. And in turn, we build and strengthen our relationship with him. One of the things that I've been doing for the past few months have been um, really just just memorizing Bible verses. Uh, I've been memorizing two verses a week and I've been working on Psalms 51. And, you know, you can start small. You could just do one verse a week if you wanted to. But when you start to memorize these verses, when it becomes the morning prayer and the evening prayer of your life, what happens is, is you start to really soak in like the words that you're saying, the words that you're memorizing, and you really start to soak in all the things that God has done for you. And, and I, I guarantee you that when you start to intentionally do that, you will find so much more reason to be thankful to God and ultimately thankful to others. So church, I want you to remember that in our remembrance, when we remember, let us give our thanks and praise to God. And in doing so, let us continue to build the stronger relationship with Jesus. And in turn, let's allow that to overflow into our lives, uh, into the lives of those around us. You see, this ideal of remembrance, I think, you know, we, we tend to focus in on once a year, kind of the holiday season. And, you know, it's a reminder. Yeah, Thanksgiving is definitely a reminder for us to, to think about the things that we are thankful for. And especially in the midst of this pandemic, I think we have so much more reason to, to look at the smaller things in life and to express gratitude. But I really think that if we forget to, to remember these things, then we miss something very important in our walk with God. Now, I'm not saying that if you don't do memory, ver- or if you do memory verses, then you'll be saved. Or if you don't do it, then, you know, there's not a place of salvation for you. Like, absolutely not. I'm not saying that memory verses and remembering these things uh, have uh, a, a self, you know, weight to your salvation. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that I think it's so important and essential and necessary for us that if we forget what God has done, then we forget God altogether. So church, please take the time this season to really remember and reflect everything that God has done in the past, in in the life of the Israelites, in in the Bible, in this narrative, right? And, And to even look at your own life. And see what God has done. And see how God can radically transform your relationship with Him 
and with others.